0: Welcome to Taking Care, a podcast of Opera and the National Boards. My name is Susan Bigger, and today I'm speaking with Anne Tonkin, Chair of the Medical Board of Australia, to hear her reflections on the practitioner experience of a notification. Anne, welcome. Thank you, Susan. Let's start with hearing some of your background.
1: My background is in internal medicine. I'm a a general physician and I have a subspecialty in clinical pharmacology, which is about how drugs work. I spent a large part of my career teaching medical students at the Adelaide Medical School and I've been involved with regulation for uh, about the last 10 years. I've also been a practitioner at the Royal Adelaide Hospital in general medicine over that time.
0: As you know, Anne, we've been interviewing practitioners, talking about their experience of going through a notification. We now have two videos of doctors talking about what that experience was like. Why do you think it's important for us to hear first-hand accounts from practitioners?
1: I think it's really important, and I'd really like to thank the two practitioners who have uh, given their time and, and come forward and told their stories, because I think there's a stigma in the experience of going through a notification. And having people come out in public and say, I've had a notification and this is what it felt like, is speaking to so many practitioners who've been through similar experiences that I think it's really valuable. Part of the reason that it's so valuable is that a lot of people, when they get a notification, think, this is very rare, I'm the only one, I can't tell anybody because it's so shameful. And yet these practitioners are are telling us that they felt that way too and in retrospect perhaps need not have. The other thing that is really important for people to take on board is the fact that notifications are increasing in their frequency so, that it is now not uncommon for someone to get a notification during their career. I've had one and it was a difficult experience. A lot of people have them. It's one of those shameful things that's not talked about, but maybe it should be talked about. And I really applaud these two practitioners who have come forward and talked about it.
0: One of the aims of these videos was to destigmatize the experience of having a notification made about you. Do you think there's anything else that we could do to take away some of that shame? I think it would
1: be great if professional groups talked more about the experience of having a notification and if people who have their own um, practice groups were willing to share with them when they get a notification rather than keeping it hidden away Talking about it is really important and practitioners, I would hope, should feel comfortable to reach out to their own support networks who may be their family, their friends and say this is what's happening for me and they may be surprised to find that a number of their practitioner friends will say well
0: yes that happened to me as well. So, based on what we've been hearing from practitioners, what do you think are the key takeaway messages for APRA and the boards? I think
1: the board and APRA need to be very aware of the major impact that a notification has on a practitioner. And I would actually like the public to be aware of that too, because if you talk to members of the public, um, they would often say, I don't think the practitioner cared and they've got off scot-free if no regulatory action is taken. Whereas if you talk to the practitioner, they will say, well, no further regulatory action was taken, but I was not getting off scot-free. I had a really difficult experience. And often that experience will change the way they practice. And As chair of the board, I would like to see that change in practice being in a positive direction
0: rather than in a negative direction. So we know that going through a notification can be stressful. Are there ways that practitioners can learn from that experience? They might learn some things from the notification, which would be
1: they need to keep more up to date or they need to communicate better with patients about what they're doing or various things of that sort, things that will improve their practice rather than than actions that will make them defensive and not practicing so well.
0: To set the context for our listeners, over the past two and a half years, Opera and the National Boards have been listening to notifiers and practitioners telling us about their experience of going through a notification. We've done this by both surveys and telephone interviews to hear firsthand what that experience was like. Can you tell us, Anne, what are some of the things that opera and the boards are doing to respond to what they've been hearing?
1: One of the things is to try and explain our decision-making better. And we need to do that with both practitioners and with notifiers to explain why, particularly for a notifier... No regulatory action was taken even though there was a bad outcome. And the decision may have been based on the fact that there was a bad outcome despite the fact that no poor performance or conduct occurred. So for notifiers, I would hope we can respond to some of the way they feel when they find out about the outcome by explaining our decision-making better. For practitioners, we need to communicate with them more and more meaningfully. I think the communications in the past have been carried out at the rate at which the legislation demands it, but they have tended to be rather formal, legalistic form letters that say your notification is still being processed and we'll let you know in another three months and then in three months' time another letter comes that says your notification is still being processed. And meanwhile the practitioner is thinking, how can this be taking so long? It must be very serious. Maybe my career is threatened. When really what is probably happening is there may be an independent expert who's being very slow to provide their opinion or it may be going through processes of data gathering that are taking a long time and the length of time that it takes is not necessarily indicative that it's going to be a bad outcome. So if they had a letter that came and said I last talked to you three months ago I'm, I'm letting you know now we're waiting for an independent expert or "I'm letting you know now we're waiting on the Medicare data or something like that that tells the practitioner why it's taking a long time.
0: Some practitioners we hear from are upset that their notification has been to the board. Do all notifications have to be seen by the board?
1: Yes, we're, we're bound by the law to, to consider any notification that is made to us. We can't ignore any of them. But we now have a system which allows us to deal with those ones very quickly. If they are truly lacking in substance, then they can be out the door within about three or four weeks. So we've been putting a lot of effort into improving the timeliness of our processes. And we're getting some traction here because in the last year, over half of our notifications in the medical profession were closed within three months. And that's a
0: big step forward over where we were a few years ago. Many practitioners are concerned that once they've had a notification, even if it's like the kind you just referred to as lacking in substance and ends with no further action, that it might still be some kind of a black mark on their record. Is that true? No, in terms
1: of the public record there would be no record of that at all and nobody would be able to find out that they'd even had the notification. Obviously APRA keeps a database of notifications, and if somebody has had many notifications of a similar kind, that might be taken into account when dealing with the next one. But this shouldn't be seen as a stain on somebody.
0: And most notifications end with no further action. Does that mean the board isn't concerned about the public and their safety? Absolutely not. The board is very concerned
1: about public safety and that's what we're here for along with our partners in ARPRA is to maintain public safety and everybody should feel comfortable to get medical care in Australia knowing that they will be treated properly and they will medical management will be good medical management. Now, that's our primary goal. The reason so many notifications end up with no further regulatory action um, are many actually. Um, In many cases the notification occurs because there has been a poor outcome of some medical management. It's just the case that complications sometimes occur without anybody having done anything wrong. And so many of those are that kind of situation where a a member of the public says, something bad happened when I had my operation or my mother had her operation. And when we look into it, it turns out to be a recognised complication that the person having the operation was told about before. They agreed to go ahead and unfortunately it's happened, even though it may be very rare. And sadly, the outcome may be poor But there is no ongoing risk to the public and in that situation, the board does not take any further regulatory action.
0: What are other situations where a notification might end with no further action?
1: Yes, there are. No further action can sometimes be the decision when the board sees from the practitioner's response to the notification that they've taken action themselves So they may have acknowledged that something went not according to plan and gone and uh, undertaken some extra training in something or read more about something or done some formal education about that area of practice and they've made themselves a better practitioner and they've reduced any risk to the public in an ongoing way. And when the board sees that, Um, we we assess the fact that that practitioner is no longer representing a risk to the public and we will make a decision for no further action because the practitioner has taken the action themselves.
0: We've been hearing from both notifiers and practitioners that this can be a stressful experience.
1: Yes, it is a very stressful process to go through a notification. I can speak from the practitioner's view because I've been through it myself. But it's also very stressful for the notifier. From the practitioner's viewpoint, I think one of the important things to keep in mind is that notifications are becoming more and more common and a lot of people go through the notification process without having done anything wrong in terms of their medical practice Sometimes there's a misunderstanding on the part of the notifier about what was possible and what was not possible. Sometimes it's a communication issue. But there are many, many practitioners who have notifications who are then found by the board to have done nothing untoward at all. And it's really important to, I think, keep all of this in perspective when a practitioner receives a notification They should keep in mind, and I know it's not easy, but they should keep in mind that the risk of a really serious outcome for them is extremely low. In fact, in the last 12 months, over 80% of notifications about doctors have led to no regulatory action.
0: Anne, as Chair of the Medical Board, do you have any other comments for practitioners who may be going through this experience?
1: Yes, I do. Thank you. Um, I would like practitioners to recognise that they are not alone when they get a notification, that there are a large number of other practitioners who are going through the same thing, and for almost all of them, the outcome will not be catastrophic for their career or for them personally. So I would like practitioners to try, and as I said, I know it's difficult, but to try and keep it in perspective when they receive a notification, and not jump to the conclusion that it's going to be disastrous for them. And I think if people can do that, can keep it in perspective, then the amount of stress that people will go through in the process will be lessened, and I would
0: really like to see that happen. This has been a great opportunity to hear from you today on this really important topic. Thank you so much. My pleasure, Susan. Thanks for listening today to Taking Care.